Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. When I say welcome back, this is a continuation from yesterday. Because I feel that, I mean, how long of a break do we really take? I don't know, 22 hours, something like that? You never left the station? No, I stayed here the entire time because I was prepping hard, making phone calls, undigging things on this Tim Conley story. Uh And I did not want to leave the station. I'm afraid of a snowstorm coming. And I did not want to be in a position where I could not get to work. Are you making fun of me? No. Should I be? I was raising the white, the red flag a little bit about possible snow tomorrow. No, I'm not talking about you at all. I, I, I You know what? The snow is supposed to come Saturday, not Thursday. I am such an idiot. We're going to talk about the Avs, by the way. They have a big game tonight, I heard. They do? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, game two. Does that sound about right? Game two. That sounds right. Are the posts are the are the posts playing goal again? Again, it's uh it's a missed shot. It's not an almost goal, it's a missed shot. Again, when you throw up a free throw and it hits the rim, is that a near miss or is it a near make? It depends. Or is on who it just are. a missed shot? Shaquille O'Neal, it was a missed shot. For him, it was always a missed shot. Time now for the lead. <laughs> The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. So for the Broncos, it is Broncos country. Uh, is it Nuggets Nation, Nuggetsville, Nuggetsburg? What what do we call the Nugget Nuggets country? What do we call it, Danny? Um, I I refer to it as Nug Life. Nug Life. Okay, there but- was. I think Nuggets Nation is fair, too. There is panic in Nug Life with the report from The Athletic that uh, Tim Conley and the Minnesota Timberwolves are in negotiations right now and far down the road. I'm bringing Conley on as the new team president. Per another report, the new ownership group, which will include Alex Rodriguez, right now Glenn Taylor, is still the owner, but next year, 2023, Alex Rodriguez and his partner have an opportunity to buy out more shares of the team, and the team will belong to them in 2023. Uh, they want to make a home run hire. have also targeted Masai Ujiri, Sam Presti, but feel Conley is the most realistic option. Why do you feel Conley is entertaining this opportunity? And uh, why do you think he's just thinking of leaving? I mean, it's a lateral move. But why didn't you leave after... Why didn't he leave after 2019 when they won 54 games if he wanted to leave on a high? Are you talking about, well, for starters, he has an option in his contract where he can look. They should have let him leave in 2019 when he flirted with Washington. They should have let him walk? Yeah. And then how? who would they have replaced him with? Arturis. I agree with you. However, how and Arturis from what I've been told, is not only really, really good at what he does, but he was absolutely a voice in that room. And this is what I love about Arturis. He's in Chicago now. He is. And I talk to friends of mine in the media and friends of mine who are Bulls fans in Chicago because that's where I'm from. 
And they had no idea a, how to pronounce his name. They thought it was a Scrabble word, which I believe added up to 56 points when you add up his entire name. But I said, you got a, <laughs> you got a winner in this guy. The one thing that I really like about Arturis Karnasovas is the fact that he has some ass to him, just like Pat Riley, just like Masai Ujiri. Tim. He'll be the hard ass? No question. Tim, that's an area that is not a strength of him. He is a team builder. He is a consensus builder. He's a great guy. Everybody, hold on, everybody wants to have a beer with him. But my problem with Tim Conley is, is the fact that he treats everybody like family, which is a good thing, right? The problem is he doesn't want to trade anybody in his family. But that's a whole other conversation that we could continue later on with. Well, I think this is almost a referendum, a self-referendum on the job. If he thinks Minnesota is in a better situation to win, moving forward with new ownership by the end of 2023 with the luxury tax rearing its ugly head here and uh, uh, with a first-round draft pick this year, and that's about it. So I think he's he's sitting there judging the situation that he's helped put them in and saying, I have a better chance to win in Minnesota. I don't think he thinks he has a better chance to win in Minnesota. I'll tell you why he wants to go. Well, they only lost two, they only won two fewer it, games in the Nuggets this year. It has nothing to do, well, first of all, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. didn't play. Oh, but, don't, here we go again. Hold on. The only reason he wants to leave, or he would leave, is because of money. He's one of the lowest paid GMs in the league. And for what he has done in the roster he has built, and this team did get, you know, they've gotten more than a few rounds out of the playoffs in the past, certainly not this year. Um, It's about money. It is my understanding, and I've been told, that the Timberwolves are going to offer somewhere between north of $8 million a season to him. That puts him in the upper echelon. Right now, Tim Conley is in the neighborhood of about four. And for what he has done and the talent that he is, he is worth more than $4 million. I have been told that he doesn't need the Nuggets to match what the Timberwolves are going to offer if it hasn't been offered already. He just wants to feel loved. He wants to feel like, hey, you appreciate me, and $4 million doesn't sound like you're appreciating me for the work that I have done. I think... Did he think that in 2019? Yes, he did. And you know what happened? What happened? Josh Kroenke hopped on a plane, flew to Washington, D.C., picked him up. They talked about it on the plane, and Connolly got a new contract. And why isn't that happening again? It might. So that is that why that's out there? I This is the way Josh Kroenke works, because this is how he worked with Masai Ujiri. And it's not too hard to connect the dots, because the history that I will describe, I believe that will happen moving forward, has already happened in the past. Josh Kroenke is very similar to Tim Conley. An incredibly likable guy, wants harmony, wants a family atmosphere, but unlike his father, who, if he was a hostage <laughs> negotiator, would shoot the hostage, that's not how Josh works either. That's not how Tim Connolly works. That is how Stan works. That's how Pat Riley works. That's how Masai Ujiri works. So Josh Kroenke knew that he was interviewing with the Minnesota Timberwolves. The way Josh feels is, I don't want to stand in the way of a friend of mine, because he looks at these guys as friends, of having the opportunity to make so, let me finish, to make so much money, and if we can't match it, God bless you, and go take that opportunity. Why can't they match it? I'm sure they can, but If they're so darn certain that he's an elite general manager or president of the franchise, 
why can't they match that? Why wouldn't they match that? Because Stan Kroenke and the Kroenke organization, my opinion, and you could probably just look at salaries, uh, and if you want to go to the Avs as well, I'm sure you know those numbers, they don't believe in paying top dollar for coaches or executives. You tell me, how high is Jared Bednar paid? I'd be willing to bet if he's top half in terms of salary, I'd be stunned. Well, he came uh, he came to this franchise having never set foot in an NHL game as a coach or a player. And he's now one of the longest tenured he's coaches. He's the third ten- most tenured. So where is he now in terms I of I would salary? guess he's he's somewhere in the oh the the uh, 40th percentile, something like that. So he's so you think he is probably top the, half the, over oh, top no, half? I'd say he's like the the 18th 18th highest paid coach. For a guy who's... That's just guessing. For, okay. And he I, should be a Jack Adams finalist. Right. By the way, I want to get something off my chest. Fans who are all a, all a buzz over Jared Bednar not being a finalist for the Jack Adams trophy. We, as the Professional Hockey Writers Association, we vote on the trophies. We do not vote on the Jack Adams Award. That's broadcasters. Okay. So if you have a complaint about Jared Bednar not being a finalist, it's... It's the right. It's the broadcaster's fault. It isn't us. Let's go back to the Cronkies. Jared Bednar, okay, his team is the favorite to win the Stanley Cup, and he's barely even, if that, top third in terms of coaches' salary. So if they think that highly of Jared Bednar, who has helped form this team, not put it together, uh, what do you think they think of a Tim Conley who brought in a Nikola Jokic and a... Uh, and a Jamal Murray. Where, where do you think uh, Joe Sackick is on the salary structure for GMs? I'll say in the, about the upper third, uh, at the uh, the line for the upper third. Now, maybe that's because his name is yeah. Joe Sackick. But if it was any other schmuck, he would not be. But his name is Joe Sackick. So Joe can demand that. At what point do you wrestle, do you uh, kick them off by saying, having them end up saying, you know, we're getting a little tired of this. We've been through this several times. Well, that's now. where that that's where Tim Conley is right now. Tim Conley, I believe in my heart wants to come back. He wants to see this through. He wants to be part of this organization. But if Stan comes back to him and Josh come back to him and say, "Well, you're making about 4, we'll bump you to 5." And the Timberwolves are offering about 8. He's leaving. You know. You know what? I laugh. I'm laughing at that because I covered the league for a long time, and even in that area, it was different. But now, for you're talking about a difference in Tim Conley, Conley's salary of four to five million dollars, right? To bump him up to the elite, add another four. Or five is he million. an elite GM in this league? If you're saying he is, he he is. Okay. If he, you're there's no he question. Is, he is. Why why can't you find four or five million dollars to bump him up? In a league that pays backup centers sixteen million dollars, but but those are two totally different budgets, and you know it. They're different budgets. I think, but it still boggles my mind. I understand the that. lack of common sense in, in all of that I, is galling. I know. I we we can talk about that another time because that's a very valid point. But we're talking about what Kroenke pays his executives and Kroenke pays his coaches, which generally speaking is not a lot. I think that from my understanding is. If Tim got an offer for something north of $6 million, which he deserves, mm-hmm. there's no question about it, I think he will stay. However, if Kroenke wants to nickel and dime, that's exactly what he'll do. And here's another reason why I think he might do it. There is a difference between hitting a home run and hitting one out of the stadium. 
Stan Kroenke hit one out of the stadium with Masai Ujiri. Mm-hmm. He hit one out of the stadium with Arturis Karnasovas. In my opinion, he hit one nearly out of the stadium, maybe out of the stadium, with Tim Conley. Reggie, pressing, Reggie Jackson. Pressing your luck. Reggie Jackson hit three home runs in one World Series game in 1978, but he didn't hit four. And I don't think Stan's hit four <laughs> with a new GM of the caliber of Tim Conley. I believe Tim wants to stay. And I know that he wanted to stay even when he interviewed with the Washington Wizards. By the way, that was right next to his hometown of Baltimore. So he interviewed and he got some leverage and Josh Kroenke picked him up from D.C. and offered him a new contract. He started as the lowest paid GM in the league when he started in with the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. And then he got a bump and he was still one of the lowest paid GMs in the league. Now, if he's He's probably around bottom third still. He deserves yeah. a lot more money. And you know what? I think Josh would say this sincerely. If they're only willing to offer five, five and a half, Josh would say, I love you very much. That's the money you should take, and I wish you the best, and you're still my well, friend. It sounds like you think that's what's going to happen. No, I didn't say that. I'm saying, I'm saying that if Stan and Josh decide they don't want to pay Tim Conley yeah. that money, he will say, I understand why you want to take the money. But the first go-around, the Cronkies did come up with the money. Let's see if they come up with it the second time around. Coming up after the break, Game 2, Avs Blues, you are going to be there tonight. We know what Game 1 looked like. Is it going to be more of the same at 7.30 tonight? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, smileisports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at tfry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP. Com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my guy, Dan McKenzie and McKenzie Law. Uh, for a long time, I put off doing my estate plan and my living will. I'm like, you know, I eventually have to do something. And so I talked to a lot of different guys who do this, and Dan was easily the choice for me. Uh, explained everything, easy to talk to, put everything together, was patient about the process, and I'm so glad that I did it because now I know the courts aren't going to decide what happens to whatever I have when I am not here anymore, my living will. I don't want some doctor deciding what to do if for some reason I'm in a state and I cannot make a decision for myself. My fiance did the same thing. If this sounds like you or somebody you know, listen, even if you're single, you should get something done. Even if you don't have a lot of money, the very least get a living will done. Go to the McKenzieFirm.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. 
go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. Game two, Avalanche Blues. You expect more of the same or a very different looking Blues team, as they say in hockey, off the hop. I actually think the Avalanche are going to are going to kick it up a notch. There, that was their B game we saw the other night. They buzzed around, got a lot of shots, hit the post a lot. So what? It doesn't count. It's not a goal, and th- that they need to, they will, and they need to crank it up to the A game to 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 make it through these four rounds and win the Stanley Cup. So it has it doesn't have to start tonight. It's it's a you know, everybody forgets you can win fifty seven percent of your playoff games with a panic level after each loss seems to be paramount. But in this case, 57% of your games can win you the Stanley Cup. But I, they, knew, they do need to crank it up. I think they will do so tonight. It'll be their A game. They'll score goals, and they'll win easily. easily. Well, I'm going to respectfully disagree in this sense. And I'm not respectfully disagreeing just to disagree, because you know me well enough, and I know you well enough. Um, I will use my friend and your mutual friend, Joe Williams, I don't stir it up when I don't believe it. Mm -hmm. And I love Joe, and you love Joe. With that, I don't think they need to crank up the intensity. They were great at face-offs. They were great at hitting. Hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. They were great at hitting the Blues, and they were great at winning the one-on-one battles. Yes. Playing their A game would be scoring more goals. My concern is cranking it up means holding the stick even tighter on your shots. Okay. I think I don't think they're going to change anything that they do. I don't think their intensity is going to be higher because their intensity was high to begin with. They just need to be more accurate on their shots. And the more you press, the more you squeeze that stick into sawdust. Oh, I don't think they're squeezing their sticks at all. I don't think it's a, it's a matter of tightness or rust or anything else. They just didn't play their they just didn't play their best game. They didn't play as well as they're capable of. And they were sloppy but, but on the that, two goals they gave but that, up. But that's also like indicative of how of how good they are. Right. Is that the bar set that high? I remember the, in the month when they when they were so terrific, I think it was fifteen zero and one at one point at home. Uh, they would they were not playing all that well for large stretches of the games. They still managed to pull them out. So that's the type the capability of this team. But you're not playing. Every team in the playoffs is good now. So that's the other issue involved here that they can't get by with it against a bad team on a Tuesday night in February. So that in this situation, they, in this situation, they will uh, need to be better. And I think they will be as the playoffs progress. That was a good start in the sense they managed to pull out the game when they didn't play all that well, despite some glittery, gl- glittery accompaniments to their game. Uh, they, they need to be better than that. And they, I think they will. be. I think the blues are going to come out. And I think they're going to win more one-on-one battles than they did before. I think they are going to forecheck more. I think they are going to be more aggressive, but they better be careful. Yeah. Because their lack of aggressiveness, aggressiveness, for lack of a better phrase, kept them out of the penalty box. Right? Right. There were, I think midway through the first period, second period, I don't think there was a penalty. But if they want to kick it... It's like the All-Star game. Right. If they want to kick it up aggressively, knock yourself out. Because you're going to find yourself in the box, and the and the Avs will not go 0 for 3 on the power play again. There was a point in the Nashville series where a, a good friend of mine who lives in Nashville and has been involved in the National Hockey League for years, between periods, told me, how did they not score on every power play? He says, every, every pass looks like a 10-foot pass, 
They, they turn 40-foot passes into 10 Because all you have to do is take the puck and flick it down the ice. You don't have to worry about icing and a face-off <laughs> on the other end. It's pretty simple, no. isn't it? No, on the power play. And that's what I'm saying. So how do you not score in every play? Because if for some reason you're off on a pass oh. and another guy gets a hold of it, he doesn't have to skate it out. You don't have to go on a rush. All you have to do no, is just I'm flick it No, I'm saying their power play was so impressive. He oh. was incredulous that they didn't oh. score every time. Right, right. And I had to say, well, you know, sometimes I'm not sure. Right. Bennington. Do you expect him to be the Bennington that we saw? The best goaltending game I have ever seen was Craig Anderson's 51 save performance for the Avalanche in the 200, 2010 playoffs against the San Jose Sharks. I remember that. That was the reason it jogged my memory is because of the 51 saves. But it was a shutout. He was terrific. He let nothing go by him. Right. We're talking about Bennington like he was perfect. He wasn't. But let me ask Sam you. Sam Gerrard's shot was eminently stoppable. Shouldn't have been a goal. How was Anderson in that whole series? They ended up losing the series. He was good the whole series. They, they, the last two games, he gave up some goals. Okay. But he had, he had kept them in the series in the first four games. Okay. And that's my point exactly. If you're going to be facing 50, 40 to 50 shots a game, I don't care how hot you are. Yeah. And by the way, I hate the term standing on your head. Why not? What do you it's want to ridiculous because nobody stands on their head. Standing on their noggin? It's ridiculous, but that's a whole the nother topic. guardian of the quarter de glue. Oh, God. You don't like hockey talk? I don't I don't like that phrase. I, 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 you know, we got the greasy goals. We got the greasy goals. Yeah, the boys out there, the boys out there, uh, 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 Maisie and Raisie and, uh, and Barnsey all got the uh, greasy goals out there for this us. Is the, you, what we're listening to are the, are the in-between interview, in-between period interviews on the broadcast. Yeah. That's all they were. Well, we just got, what do you got to do to rest the game to win? Well, we got to keep yeah. our feet moving. Right. We got to stick to the process. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted, I, I think our top line tonight of uh, Frizy, Danzy, and, uh, <laughs> and Alexi, I think that uh, the organization feels good about the way we cycled the puck tape to tape, but the goalie stood on his head, and I couldn't believe the organization stood for that type of nonsense. So what do we call Danny, since Danny is already Danzy. a Danny? No, it always has to end in a Y. Yeah, but it, it does. It already boys, does. We. It, it's always a we. Well, we, 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 which is good. Better than an I, 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 like it is in the NBA. But it's always the boys. Yeah. It's always the boys, and everyone's last name ends in the letter Y. Everybody has a nickname. With that, for the amount of shots that Bennington could face, just like Anderson, yeah. Wear ev- down later. In the eventually series. the law of averages is going to break that wall. So he might be good in the next game, but eventually the pressure of all of those pucks, some are going to squirt through. I don't know too many goalies. Unless you are a Brodeur, a Wah, a Dryden, a Hashik. Bennington is none of them. Eventually, you're going to crack in a couple of games. I I, I don't disagree with that. And I think back to, uh, you look back at the the history of goaltenders here in the playoffs here. You think of Patrick Wah, the best money goaltender in the history of the game, in my opinion. Better better than Brodeur? Yeah. The numbers don't suggest that. But they also Numbers don't suggest that. Tell your numbers to shut up. Ooh, you have you have two Stanley Cup rings blocking your ears, yeah. and you can't hear me. Yeah, yeah. but Patrick, uh, Patrick, even even Patrick had to every once in a while steal a game, right? So, so that's going to be the responsibility of Darcy Kemper to steal a game or two, right? 
But he, Patrick didn't need to steal every game either because the team was so talented. Right. That he was, they could have got by with pedestrian goaltending. But on the nights when you can't get by with pedestrian goaltending, your guy has, your guy has to step up, stand up. We saw that for Bennington, it wasn't good enough to win. Kemper was not called upon to be that heroic in game one. Uh, at some point, he's going to have to be. Avalanche, the uh, national goalie was great. I can't even remember his name. Connor Ingram. Yeah, he was great in game two, right? Yeah, he how was. Do you, how do you do in game three? <laughs> and he's there. He was basically their third goalie. I understand player. that. Listen, I don't think I don't think any one of the Avalanche organization is going to have any empathy for anybody playing a backup goalie, considering what has happened to them in the last two seasons in the bubble. Right, where they've been playing, where they had to play their third guy. Yeah, they're not getting any. No, they play the emergency backup from the stands. No, I under, yeah, yeah. With the uh, are you, wait, are you talking about the Pittsburgh series? No, I'm talking about the Dallas series. Oh, gotcha. Uh the scoring depth. Oh, the the nine guys who've scored twenty goals. Eric, how many goals? How many goal? Ninety? How many twenty goal scorers to the Blues have? I believe it's nine. Oh, really? Is that right? Yeah. By the way, okay. Bedar get- said eight for about a week. Yeah, we finally. Somebody finally was smart enough to go back and count. Let me uh, let me ask nine. you. Let me give you another uh, another question that has a numerical answer. How many shots on goal did the Blues top line have in Game One? Oh, right. Up. Zero. Zero. You're not counting O'Reilly as a top line. Point zero. The Tarasenko line. That's the second line. Oh, the second line. They yeah. had zero shots on goal. Yeah. Zero. And who's their best goal scorer? Tarasenko. And how many shots on goal did he have? And his I, line uh, mates? Be, I'm going to take zero. a wild guess. It's zero. Zero. You know, and the other the other thing on the goaltending situation is that Jared Benard this morning at the morning skate it was a eminently boring coaching news conference because he's he started to dumb it down. Yeah. As you have discussed a little yeah. bit, but he he did say he did kind of allude that some nights you say that that our goaltender faced 50 shots and it really didn't feel like it. It wasn't like that. Right. And he says some nights you. You, uh, your goaltender face, faces 30 shots, and it seems like 50 because right. they're all quality scoring chances. Right. So I think he was kind of alluding to, and I, uh, I don't think anybody really pressed him on it. I think he was trying to kind of say that it's not that wasn't a 50-shot barrage as much as it was just steady pressure. With 51 it, shots. It's as if... 51 saves. It's, it's as if the Zamboni driver, when he was clearing the ice in between periods... Spent all of his time on one side of the ice to tilt it. That's what it felt like. So Bennington he, gave a saw fifty-four shots. Well, he and it was a barrage. Well, there were over a hundred shots in his direction. Yes. Okay. They just need to be more accurate. Their intensity doesn't need to go up. But that's that's an such an integral part of the game. It's such a, it's a given. I mean, if you're missing you're if you're missing the net, you're not playing well. Oh, I disagree with that. Really? Yeah, that's part uh, of the, that's the most important part of the game. Is getting the puck on the net and scoring goals. Well, yeah, there's 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 a great hockey saying. You, you you can't get the puck in the net if you don't put the puck on the net. You, you can't tra- do that. You need traffic in front of the net, right? Eric. Well, that's what that's what Landeskog did. Yes, what you did. need to have happen is Eric Johnson not whiffing on a wide open net. Uh, that's what you need to have happen. You think that was you think that wasn't shown to him a few times? I'm because he's a veteran on that team. I'm sure they all razzed him yes, because they all love him. Probably the most popular guy in that locker. You know, one of the reasons, and this doesn't get talked about much. One of the reasons they like they like Eric Johnson because he's a horse owner, as you know. Right. He he has horses named Landis Scott. Right. Rantanen. Ever tell you if I owned a, Ever tell you if I owned a horse, what I would name it? What would you name it? Danny, go ahead. Tell him. 
Go ahead, say it. I forgot. Yes, you, you know what it is. You want to say it? Say it. Oh, my balls? Yeah. I want to buy a horse, name it my balls, and then right before the race, yeah. right, right before the race, I'm going to pull the horse out of the race just so I can hear the track announcer say, in the seventh race, scratch my balls. Coming up after the break, Tiger Woods. How did he do at the PGA? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman Fry, watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Fry at Eric Goodman if you're looking for wholesale under the public at rmfp.com. Something you want to say, Terry? I was just giving a high, uh, the high sign to the Who there. I love the Who. Have you ever seen the Who in concert? Yes, I have. They're really good. I saw the Face Dances tour, but that was years and years and years ago. Well, only two of the four of them are still with them. I know. Maybe they should team up with uh, Paul and Ringo and start their own (laughs) band. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Low T99. Testosterone treatment made easy and affordable. For just $129 per month, they'll send you testosterone, supplies, and the price includes lab work. Go to LowT99.com. Tiger Woods struggled today during the opening round of the PGA Championship. Four over par. Listen, I'd be thrilled shooting a 74. For him, it's not going to make the cut. He's tied with a whole mess of guys, uh, 108th on the leaderboard. Um, if they did the cut today, he would not make it. So with that, is the hope that he just makes the cut? That'd be about the best case scenario. I don't think he, I, he can't hope for anything more than that. Right. Are you watching tomorrow to hope he makes the cut? Yes. You yes. Will. And yes. The did, TV comes on early on the golf channel. And we'll be, we'll be watching. Did you watch today? I didn't know. Wait, you're going to watch tomorrow, but you don't watch yes. today? Yes. To see if he can make the cut. Oh, okay. Um, are you interested in watching this weekend if he doesn't make I it? I probably will, but not on a must must see basis. You know, one of those things where you're going through or you have the TV on, and you check on the progress. But I won't. I will. We will not have it on. Keep it on and be uh, immersed in it. How about, you, how about you? I would watch because I want to see Rory McIlroy win. I like him. Well, he's got a leg up on it. He does. I mean, that's what I'm saying. He's on top of the leaderboard at five under. There are two guys tied at uh, four under. Matt Kuchar is uh, or Kuchar is uh, three under. And then Xander Shoffley, who's arguably the best golfer in the world right now, he is in the hunt as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I still like watching it. I mean, the funny thing is when, when I watch golf, um, I watch it to enjoy it, but I but I watch their swing because I like to play, and I'm like, okay, how are they moving their hips? Are they keeping their left arm straight? I mean, I kind of look at it that way. I remember watching Sergio Garcia at, at the uh, international on the driving range. He saw he weighs about 100 what 140 pounds. He yeah, got, he got all 140 pounds into his swing. I yeah. don't know how he ever hit the ball. That was the guy I watched. It's that's the torque. Kind of, that's the kind of golfer I I like to emulate. It's torque. That's what it is. You don't have to be big and strong. No. 
you, you need to have torque and just whip through it with a really good swing. Do you miss not having a PGA tournament here? Um, it would be great if they did. I, I, I told this to Andrew uh, when we were talking about, or was it, uh, yeah, it was last week about the internet or about the BMW. I actually broke that story. Mm-hmm. That because well, I'll tell you the quick story in case you know viewers and listeners haven't heard this. Uh, it was many, many years ago. Uh, I was downtown having dinner, and I was standing outside in the sidewalk having a cigarette. And I was just there were a bunch of people out there, and we started talking. And I was talking to some guy. I didn't tell him my name and what I did for a living. And he told me his last name was Vickers. I said, "Oh," I said, "How are you?" And I knew the last name Vickers, but it wasn't Jack Vickers. And he goes, yeah, I'm, um, I'm Jack Vickers' son, and I'm in, in town. I said, why are you in town? He goes, oh, we're canceling the international tomorrow. <laughs> First phone call, Fox 31 News Desk. I have a story for us. Do I miss it? Yeah, but it, where they had it positioned on the golf calendar, yeah. it, it wasn't going to last. And then they moved it, and it still wasn't yeah, very they, good. They played around with it, and it didn't work either. I mean, you're going to get the support here. I was at the BMW Championship at Cherry Hills. I was sitting in a suite on the 16th hole. It was an absolute blast. I was drinking my brains out. It was a blast. Yeah, at one point it was before the British Open. Um, it was. Oh gosh, no, I I'm think tr- it was right before the British Open. And then they then they moved it. No, and, and that didn't work. Well, no, they moved it, was, it, but it didn't. Neither one of them. They worked. they planned on moving it. I think in 2007 to Fourth of July weekend, but that was basically smack dab in the middle of the U.S. Open and the British Open. It folded because they couldn't get enough corporate sponsors, mm-hmm. and because Tiger Woods didn't want to show up. And also, Jack Vickers wanted to make it an elite field tournament, and the PGA golfers wanted to make it a regular full field tournament. Jack, well, Jack never, never, ever accepted that. Well, you couldn't make it an elite tournament because of where it was yeah. on the schedule. Yes. That was his biggest problem. It wasn't good to begin with, and then they moved it 4th of July weekend. But corporate sponsorship was a big issue for them. Mm-hmm. And, that's and the economy had changed, too. Yep. No question about it. It's but. funny because I I can put in a little bit of plug here. I did the story last year on on missing the international and uh, how how sad it was that there was this huge void on the schedule in Mile High Sports Magazine. Yeah. So I I did some research on that the date controversy, but I'd have to go back and look at it. Right. All right. What do we have coming up on? Just in case you missed it. Bones Highland, one of my favorite guys to watch this Nuggets season, is uh, getting some love from the NBA. He's been honored on one of the all-rookie teams. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about last night's polar opposite games from the NHL playoffs. That's coming up next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at T Fry, at Eric Goodman. 
you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale for your next project, go to rmfp.com. With that, I want to bring in my guy, Ty, the lifelong Packers fan. We're not going to talk about the Packers. Sorry, Ty. We're going to talk about wood. We're going to talk about wholesale wood and building things. Hey. Is that okay? Hey, Eric. Pleasure to be on, uh, and I'm perfectly okay with that. I'm, I'm all about the avalanche right now, so that's, that's where I'm at. Are you? Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge Avalanche fan. I moved out here during their 48-point season. Uh, I got to go to games for like $7, <laughs> fell in love with the team, and uh, now they're really good, so it worked out. Okay, so are we going to see more in Game 2 of what we saw in Game 1 in terms of intensity, winning battles, face-offs, and maybe some more goals? I was going to say, I think we're going to see more goals. I think the stat was they hit eight posts, so I like our odds there. Uh, and I don't think Bennington is going to have a career game every game. So, yeah, I like the Avalanche's odds. I still think the game goes five or six, like series goes five or six, but I do think that the Avalanche win this pretty handily. Okay, listen, I'm on my own island on this, and Terry and I have talked about this, so I'll ask you this question because you're an Avs fan. When a guy hits the post, is it a missed shot, or is it, man, we got robbed by the post? So I'm 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 one that goes man we're robbed by the post because I mean that thing's what an inch and a half wide I mean mm-hmm. the margin of error is already pretty thin to yeah. actually score a goal so right. I, I go with we got robbed. So let me ask you something: when you're watching a basketball game and a guy shoots a free throw and it hits the front of the rim and it doesn't go in, is that a missed shot or is it he got robbed by the rim? I mean, there's no one blocking it on a free throw, like a goalie, so I'm going to say it's a little bit of both on that one. Okay, a field goal a field goal shot where you're driving into the lane, where, where a guy's attempting to block it. Is it a missed shot, or, man, he got robbed by that iron? See, all right. See, I say that one. Unless it's tipped, I say that's just a missed field goal. Okay. I see your point, though. Uh-huh. Well, let's start talking about iron. Let's talk about wood, and why are you guys able to uh, do wholesale while – People walk into the big box stores, think they're getting a big deal, and they're really not unless they go to you. So, yeah, that's our whole thing. Is since We are Mill Direct. We've worked with uh, mills from all around the U.S. for the last 48 years. And uh, a lot of the, you know, new laws, tradition, or new laws and stuff like that, we actually are grandfathered in on a lot of the old stuff. So we get to bypass a lot of that stuff. So we get to save money on our end, which we then pass along to you in, you know, terms of 20, 30% against other big box stores. And that's kind of been our whole thing is, you know, building up everyone and kind of informing them because a lot of this stuff isn't, you know, explicitly said when you go looking for wood or lumber. And this is something that people only do once or twice in their lifetime. So it's usually a gray area for a lot of people. So we try and take the ease away on that and, you know, make it as easy as possible while not, you know, breaking the bank. Okay, so people who are listening or watching on Mile High Sports might be thinking, yeah, I'm getting this wholesale, but come on, how good can the quality be? Well, and that's our whole thing. because So with our relationship with the mills, we actually have uh, first selection. Hmm. We don't have to worry about getting you know the leftover, the splintered pieces, the cracked stuff, the things that might fall apart. We are the first choice on all of this stuff, so... You know, we do have that premium selection, but also we, at, while we offer a premium selection, we do offer a quote-unquote rustic grade and a standard grade, appearance grade, that, you know, saves people even more money. Is it ideally the most pretty stuff? No, but if you're trying to do something at cost and, you know, you're money conscious, we can help you out there as well. 
Well, that's what paint is for, and that's what lacquer is for, and that's what that other stuff is for. Now, which hey, by the way, we sell all of that too. Oh, is that right? Um, is, let's put some try and put some figures behind this. How much money are you really? Let's say you want to build a fence, and it's a pretty sizable fence. Percentage wise, if you're about, but building something sizable, how much are you really saving going with you as opposed to the big box stores? I mean, just in terms of fencing, we can save you guys a couple thousand dollars on, wow. you know, something like a fence. We're just talking, you know, residential fence in, you know, suburbia. Yeah, we're going to save you a couple thousand dollars over other um, stores just because, again, we have the ability to do that and we'll deliver straight to you as well. And if you don't have a contractor, we can recommend you a contractor that we would. There's no kickbacks, no incentive for us. We just know they do really good work, and we're proud to call them a partner of ours. So we will recommend you a contractor as well if you're struggling to find one that you like. Before we cut you loose, tell us about your podcast. Yeah, so our podcast, it's uh, called the Justice Guys Podcast. We post it every Wednesday on Spotify and YouTube and Facebook. And, it, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, four childhood friends get together and talk sports. There's not really any filter. We kind of cover more or less whatever we want, whatever the news is that week. And uh, usually it's a good time to sit down, have fun, you know. I enjoy it. So, yeah, yeah. every Wednesday, Just Those Guys podcast. You know why your podcast is great? Because you've never asked like me that. to be a guest and uh, and my feelings are hurt, but I'll get over it. Ty, how do people find Rocky Mountain Forest products? Yep, you can go find us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, any of the social medias. And if you want to check out our website, which is chock full of information on all things lumber, go to rmfp.com. If you're going golfing on Saturday, have a great time, my friend. Thank you. I'm actually at a golf course right now getting ready to tee off. Well, Saturday's supposed to snow, so I'd, I'd advise you to cancel your tee time. Fair enough. See you, pal. <laughs> See ya. All right. Uh, time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, Bones Highland made the NBA All-Rookie second team. Eric, I think I know your answer, but Terry, I definitely haven't heard your opinion on it, and I may be misremembering, Eric, your opinion. But uh, what is Bones' role on the Nuggets next year? I think it's very fitting that he made the second team All-Rookie team. He's definitely one of the 10 best rookies in the NBA, and I think he'll play heightened minutes next year. I think he should be starting next year. It's my understanding, and I was told this today, uh, that moving Will Barton is a priority. Let me repeat that. Moving Will Barton is a priority, and it should be. I thought Mike Mal- Michael Malone loved him. Moving Will Barton is a priority. I'll for whom? For the Nuggets. Moving him is a priority. But even if they don't and can't, I think Bones should be starting. The one thing that Bones does need to do this offseason is understand the NBA game and do a better job of grasping the playbook, for lack of a better phrase. Will Michael Malone be willing to start Bones High? He might have to. He might not have a choice. Orders from above? No, no. I I don't think Tim Conley says to Michael Malone, you need to do this. I don't think he does that. Uh, But if Will Barton isn't an option, Mm -hmm. uh, then he doesn't have to worry about starting him. I think it's a... 
I think people in the organization realize Will Barton is who he is. I'm not saying they're going to move him, but I've been told it is a priority, and I'll leave it at that. That was um, Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store, try out the appliances before you buy them, not to mention when you make a purchase like that, you want to work with the sales staff. They can get you what you want. You're going to have certain needs when you buy appliances. Talk to the folks at Mountain High Appliance. They will listen to you and get you what you want, what you need. You need something to fit your budget. They can do that. Something high end, maybe even design a kitchen. They can do that too. Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, more Avalanche talk with a guy who used to cover the Avalanche. Now he covers the Blues. Our good friend Benjamin Hockman from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch will join us next. Love, 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 love